You're listening to You're United listening. Q Podcast. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. ProQ Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out commandojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. I'm Dan and I'm here with my co-host Ben. Hello. And on today's show we've got the mystery man himself, Mr. Daniel Shahin. Nice to have you on the show. Nice to be here. Nice to be here. Yeah. Uh, for all of you that noticed I wasn't here last week, I was actually here. There yeah. was just so many problems that we gave up and I left it. And I actually had a really good chat with, with Alex when it wasn't working. Who's Alex? So, Alex, no one. Oh, <laughs> oh poor John. <laughs> John, 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 yeah, John. You're John. thinking of a different episode. <laughs> Yeah, many episodes that I've not been on recently. Oh! <laughs> no. All right. It's actually not been your fault, though, has it? So to be fair to you, it's mainly been the... Uh, your fault. It's actually yes, been my fault, as my connection's been so poor. Uh, yeah, well, at least we're, we're getting on now. We're moving on. We're, we're doing we're doing good. We're doing good. Yeah. It's not bad for the other side of the world, to be honest. So yeah. you, you and John Doody had a really nice chat for about 10 minutes where you thought it was being recorded, but it wasn't because I'd gone. <laughs> yeah, it was actually really good. It was good chatting to John, catching up. I haven't seen him since uh, QFest, so it was it was great catching up. Probably better than my interview. Yeah, uh, <laughs> obviously. But uh, yeah. actually, after you'd gone, so, John said he has preferred that I was there anyway, so it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, on today's show, <laughs> it's just me and Dan to have a little chat because people keep asking us uh, what's going on, what's Dan up to these days, and I just thought. Well, on the podcast, we haven't really chatted about it much, and I thought it'd be nice to have a little catch-up. I'm quite interested in what the foodie scene's like over in Kuala Lumpur and like, what you're up to, so I thought maybe today would be a nice time for us to not have a guest and chill with the uh, jazzy chefs. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, it was. I mean, it's been a real sort of foodie discovery for me uh, over here. It's... it's a lot of stuff that I sort of encountered on my travels, but I don't know, getting to, to delve into things a lot more. I I don't know. I think if you just look through my Instagram or something similar, trying to get more followers, uh, you would probably notice that there's, there was like a shift towards sort of uh, Asian food, I would say, over the last six months. It's, yeah. it's a cuisine or a sort of style. I wouldn't say it's a style of food because it's not because there's so many <clears> different styles, but it's a, it's a maybe – a region, huge region of the world that really interests me in in aspect of food, and uh, and I don't know. So it's been it's been a great experience so far, getting to see lots of things. And, and I mean, just to bring it into barbecue for a second, I've just done a piece about uh, satay that we coming out in this uh, this issue of the 
UK Barbecue Mag, so uh, you can check that out. So there's there's loads of barbecue going on out here, out here, and I don't know, it's probably stuff that a lot of us don't really do a lot of. So you're talking things like, uh, and there's a lot of sort of yakitori grills. There's a lot of uh, what I'd say is it's Korean barbecue. There's a lot of that going on here. Uh, as I said, satay. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of street food. Street foods grilled over here, directly over charcoal, and and it's, there's a lot of barbecue going on. And actually, uh, there's actually some American barbecue that has uh, started popping up around the city. So it's it's a really interesting time to be over here, f- I think, for me. And uh, it's interesting seeing how how this is going to develop over time. There's a new smokehouse just open in the city. I'm going to visit that next week. So that should be well this weekend. Sorry. So that should be good. Can't wait for that. And uh, I've been really impressed. I I was invited around to a barbecue at a friend's house, and uh, they told me, "Oh, they've got these barbecue people coming, and you're uh, hopefully it's going to be all right." And I promise you that it was it was amazing brisket and absolutely amazing beef short ribs and completely like a real it's sort of home. Good coming from you because you're very fussy when it comes to both of those things: yeah. beef short ribs and brisket. You you know what you like with that, don't you? Oh, definitely, and and on in all honesty, it was it was absolutely brilliant, and uh, really really enjoyed it, and it really surprised me. I know whether maybe I was expecting bad things, so maybe that made it better. I'm I'm not sure, but it was it was a really really good. Uh, the, the beef short ribs were great, and the brisket was cooked really nicely. And I uh, got chatting to them, and they showed me around their smokers and stuff. So there's a couple of smokehouses open in the city, and, and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens from here. In in sense of maybe combining sort of uh, some of these Asian styles with with maybe American styles and seeing where it goes from there. Yeah. So do, do you think it's like quite in its infancy of like the American style barbecue over there at the moment? Then. Yeah, hugely. And and something that really interests me is uh, there's a guy in Texas who does, I believe he's uh, half Japanese and half uh, Texan. And he does. He has a, a restaurant in Texas. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but I've 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 seen quite a lot of his stuff. And he does like a real sort of fusion between uh, Texas barbecue with with Asian food, basically. And a lot of it looks absolutely insanely good. So it's going to be really interesting to see how things develop over here in Kuala Lumpur, because Kuala Lumpur is like a real, real foodie city. Like everyone, everyone uh, loves food. Like they love food so much that being late to work, a good excuse of being late to work is I needed to eat breakfast. So I'm late. Cool. That is considered <laughs> a, yeah, that's considered a good excuse to be late. Or if you're late for a meeting, if after lunch, uh, uh, my lunch was late. So uh, I, I had to stay longer to eat. Like every, it, honestly, it's this completely uh, understanding thing here. It's perfect for you then because you priority. used to always be late because you were eating. I know, I'm, I'm still so, maybe even worse. Have anyone ever looked through, like, mine and your chats to each other? Like, the probably, like, 90% of them are just you saying two minutes, aren't they? Because you're always, <laughs> you're always two minutes late, which actually is more like ten, but there we go. <laughs> if you say two minutes, it softens the blow, though. Yeah. <laughs> two men's still eating. <laughs> in, haven't even left the In Plymouth. Oh. You're supposed to be in painting now. <laughs> yeah so i mean like food is literally people's lives over here uh food comes first so food is 
<laughs> just absolutely everything. So it's going to be really interesting to see how, if there are new places popping up, which there are, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how how they go, how they fare amongst everything else, because they are going to be slightly different to what people are used to. But it's a really sort of a, I don't know, it's a really open-minded city to tasty different foods. I mean, it's it's crazy really because uh, I would say like Malaysian, especially in Kuala Lumpur, the cuisine is is a very strange cuisine where you've got your Malays, you have your Chinese Malays, and you have your Indian Malays as the three sort of main uh, ethnic groups that there are here in Malaysia. <clears throat> and then you've got also major influences coming from Singapore, uh, major influence coming from Indonesia, major influences coming from Thailand. Uh, so everything sort of amalgamates here. And it's, it's a, I don't know, it's a big mixing pot for all of these cultural dishes. And it's it's a great place to be if you're a foodie. You go out down to the uh, street foods or street food stalls and uh, all the different areas, or you go to a food market. And it's, I don't know, it's like sensory overload. You, you try something you think might be... Uh, Chinese, but it's actually, uh, I don't know, like it's got Indian influences in it and stuff like that. So it's, it's a very strange fusion of foods. And, and I don't know how, how dishes have massively developed here is, is, I don't know, slightly strange or slightly out of the, out of the usual. So you, you, slightly different to what you expect is, is where I think I'm trying to go with this, something you're trying to do it. So when you go to a Chinese restaurant here, it's actually like, five, six different style of Chinese restaurants you go to. So it's, it's like a whole mixing pot of different things that, that's, like I said, a sensory overload. And it's, it's, a, it's a great being here, being a foodie. Mm, definitely. So what's the kind of typical stuff that you'll see if you're going to like the street food sort of stuff? Is it the same sort of thing that you'd see if we were, went to a street food market over here? Or is it very different? Extremely different. So like street food here, I was talking about uh, satay earlier. So... Satay here has also taken like a step further. So it's a different style of satay. So satay actually means for people people that don't know is what it actually means is skewered meat. It doesn't have anything to do with peanut sauce or anything. And that's all it means is skewered meat. Yeah, so I'd, so, I'd have default assumed it definitely meant something to do with peanut because that is the only, like over here, if you're going to have satay, it's peanut, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the peanut sauce is, is mm. what, what we, we basically uh, say like comes, it, that is satay. Yeah, but actually satay what sauce. satay is, yeah, is, is just a skewered, skewered meat. That's all it means, meat mm. on a skewer. So that meat has to be marinated. That meat has to be grilled. Those are the two things that are a must for satay. So and that is it. So basically over here you get loads of different types. So it could be with no sauce. It could be with a peanut sauce, for instance. Or it could be with uh, a keycap manis, which is like a sweet soy sauce, uh, for those who don't know. And then also like sambal, which is like a, a really popular sort of condiment here, which is like a spicy uh, like fermented fish and chili sort of uh, sauce, which is really nice. Uh, goes a lot of stuff over here. It's a really popular condiment in, in Malaysia. So like you can – your satay will come with one of those things or just on its own because – a lot of the marinades are actually, when they're cooked, they're high in sugar content, so they turn into a glaze. So you've also got like a sticky sort of glaze on the satay as it is anyway. So basically what what Malaysians have done is uh, they've taken it a step further and they've gone, okay, uh, 
I'm trying to think of the name of what they call it now, but basically what it is is a satay cart which has a grill on it, but also has a chicken broth, boiling chicken broth, and they have a whole host of things on skewers. So that could be chicken balls, that could be uh, tofu, that could be uh, loads of different vegetables, everything, everything you can ever imagine on a stick, everything. So they've got everything on a stick, and you can choose to grill it, or you can choose to uh, boil it in the chicken broth and, and then eat it. So satay has almost become like a, a style of eating here where it's almost like from a stick. So you could probably say like something like tapas, like small plates, it's sort of yeah. like that. Satay has become like eating from a stick, something on a skewer. So Malaysia's taking it a step further in that sense. So that's like a really common street cart that you'll see here is uh, like the satay street cart, which is, like I said, a, an amalgamation of about 50 to 60 different things on skewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that you can choose to cook you can choose a style of cooking and there's also styles of sauces and stuff you can have with it uh i mean literally like the food scene over here is, is it couldn't be any more two worlds apart from back home to be honest uh you walk down the street and you have tandoor grills uh, i mean if you go to a food market there will be in little india for instance every single food store will have a tandoor with uh, like marinated chicken and stuff waiting to go in it if you want it and uh, they'll be doing fresh naans and fresh breads uh, a lot of stuff over here is i'm gonna forget the name of it now so what's a dish called in india when they uh when Curry. the chicken is in the rice uh yeah i know what you mean it's a uh it's not just with chicken, is it? Like you can have like a vegetable version of it as well. Biryani. biryani. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. biryani is extremely popular over here. Like it's a huge thing over here. So uh, yeah. and they have like what's called biryani rice, which is yeah tends to be with no meat in it at all over here. Yeah. But it will be with lots of different stuff in it. So vegetables and flavorings, and it's a really really nice fragrant rice. So that will be there. There will be <clears> what they they. The word curry doesn't exist here, which yeah. is strange. Uh, they say gravy. So you go to these places and you ask for, okay, I'll have uh, roti, which is like a sort of buttery a buttery bread, basically, a buttery flat bread, which is absolutely delicious. Uh, and you want it with a gravy. So then you select, there's like different gravies there. So like a dal gravy is a really common one, which is like a lentil uh, sort of gravy there's all these different sorts of gravies which we would call curries uh, yeah. but you have it with your stuff so that's something that you'd really commonly see here and that's like talking about stuff like uh, that's Indian but then you go down the Chinese route and you've got stuff like your ducks uh, your char sweet pork and things like that which are cooked over charcoal as well so it's like another whole element of barbecue which is in your Chinese sort of uh, group and then your Chinese Malay group as well, which uh, which is really interesting. So, so yeah, I mean, it's just like it's it's a like I said, it's a real sensory overload. There's, it's not like you go somewhere and there's I don't know. It's your it's it couldn't be two worlds more two worlds apart than what we'd expect in a British food market. <laughs> Definitely. So I'm just thinking like obviously we're supposed to be a mainly a barbecue podcast, but I'm just like really interested in the whole cultural differences and stuff so hopefully other people are interested too so well, i'm just interested in stuff like brands of things like can you 
can you buy a sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce in a supermarket? Like, what what is supermarkets like? Are there supermarkets? Yeah, yeah, Lo- loads of supermarkets over here, and uh, I would say the supermarkets are slightly more popular with the expats, and I guess are becoming more popular with with the Malays as time goes on because. I mean, I guess a lot of Malays would shop in markets or in their areas where there'd be small stores, whereas the supermarkets probably uh, fairly new over here, I would say. But uh, but at the same time, it seems they've come in in a really good way. So the supermarkets are really, really good here. They're full of great stuff, full of great produce. Uh, there's a lot of like sort of farm farm to kitchen sort of places so uh, a lot of their food is fresh from from local farms and local areas which is really good really good produce and uh, you get a lot of so meat is the one thing that's i would say not quite up to uh our usual expectations basically so for instance if you go to get chicken in the supermarket the, the cuts of chicken are completely different so it's, it's when you look at the chicken it's, it's hard to identify what, what the cuts are, which is strange to say, but if you were here, you would sort of know what I mean. And then the chicken sits in a big uh, big mound on a pile of ice, and you go there and uh, basically pick it up and put it into bags, and you pick what you want and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's all a bit different to back home a little bit, but at the same time, we do have supermarkets exactly the same as back home. So it, it's, a, it's a bit of a mixed match at the minute, but it's, it's something that, that's exciting and, and there's loads of great ingredients over here uh, for, to answer your question about barbecue sauce i mean the barbecue sauce section in my local supermarket is crazy absolutely full of everything you could ever imagine loads and loads of american stuff uh and just all of the popular brands you'd expect to see are all there and and the variations as well so i mean let's go to let's just say sweet baby rays yeah. there's like six, seven different types of sweet baby rays in there, oh, which better, is better than we've got. <laughs> yeah, I know, which is really strange to see. Yeah, but that's but yeah, something you'd see if you went to like Walmart or something in the, in the US. Yeah, so it's, it's I don't know who's buying it or who's using it, but I guess someone is because mm. they're they're stocking it. So so yeah, it's, it's really mm. you can get almost anything. You get almost anything over here. Yeah, what's the like cost of things? Like, how does pricing compare over there to here? in the supermarket prices are pretty similar to the uk to eat out here if you're eating from street food vendors it's so cheap it's unbelievable you can eat uh you could eat and be absolutely stuffed for about two pounds from any sort of i'm going to say that word called mamak here mamak means to eat in in malaysian but they call basically uh like small family-owned sort of joints, they just call them mamak. So I'm going down to the mamak. There's a place at the end of the road, basically, that's, uh, I don't know, you say you're going mamak, which people know you're going to go to like a small sort of family-run uh, street food joint, basically. So those sort of places, you could for two quid, you could be absolutely rammed and take a doggy bag home. So that gives you sort awesome. of an idea of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even in, even in, Slightly nicer restaurants leading up to uh, what you would say probably were high quality restaurants. So if you put the high quality restaurants, not in terms of food quality, but in terms of setting and uh, things like that, if you put them above, everything else would be is so affordable 
that it's, it's crazy to be honest. Eat out is cheaper to, than to eat in here. Yeah. And do, do you have, like, yeah. does, is there like Michelin star restaurants and stuff like that? I actually don't know of any Michelin star restaurants in Kuala Lumpur. It would seriously uh, surprise me if there weren't any. But there's a lot of good food here to a very good standard. I mean, there's some really, really, really top quality chefs in the city that are doing amazing things with food. And uh, I've literally just scratched the surface, to, to be completely honest. It's something yeah. that I'm really working hard on to uh, make a dent <laughs> Sure you surface. are. Sure you make an effort. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we literally eat and drink our way around the city every single day we have spare, every single hour we have off, we're out and eating and drinking somewhere. So... We are definitely making a sound of it as well, right? Yeah, time off is is uh, is good. Time off is good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't complain. I'll put we've it that seen, way. We've uh, seen you off gallivanting on a few holidays already whilst you've been there as well. Yeah, you sent me a photo on... of like a barbacoa restaurant actually, didn't you? Where was that in Bali? Yeah, wasn't it? in Bali. Yeah, so in Seminyak in Bali, there's a restaurant called Barbacoa, which has been open for many years uh before jamie oliver's barbacoa restaurant uh and it was really really good really really good i was really impressed the standard of food was fantastic uh obviously the sort of trend i don't know when how long they've been doing it for but the trend in sort of tacos at the moment they were doing everything was in a taco well not everything but uh, they had a whole taco menu mm-hmm. and then and they were really, really nice, really, really impressive, uh, cooked beautifully. They had a, a large asado on the right-hand side as you walk in through the front, front door. But what it is, it's like a, it's three asado crosses built onto like a wheel. Oh, so yeah. the fire's in the middle, and they spin the pigs round in a wheel around the outside on asados. So it's pretty cool, pretty cool. And then the chefs go up, and when a bit's done, they cut a bit off and uh, – so, yeah, you can order, like, suckling pig and stuff. They call it suckling pig still, but it's, it's a sado pig. And uh, you go up and they cut a bit off and, yeah, bring it over to you. And it's, 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 it was absolutely delicious. And funny enough, there's a place called uh, Kiln as well. Oh, really? Which, yeah, yeah, which did a lot of similar sort of style food to what Kiln does. So, sort of Thai clay pot style cooking, which is also in Seminyak in Bali. And uh, that was I was really impressed with the food there. Not quite as great as barbacoa. Barbacoa was I felt was a really 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 good standard of food, really really impressive. And it's just interesting to see the differences over here to back home and the similarities at the same time. Definitely. And your next stop on your list of places to visit is Japan, isn't it? Uh, well, we're we're going to India in two weeks' time, so we're going to be in India and we're going to a wedding. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, so we're in India next, yeah. and then we're in Thailand. We're in Thailand for Christmas, uh, and then in February half term, we are going to a small island called Langkawi, which is sort of northwest Malaysia, uh, on the border with Thailand. And uh, I mean, to give you an idea, it's like a twenty-minute ferry to a Thai island from from Langkawi, so it's very close to Thailand. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, we're going there in February, and then yes, Japan in in over Easter, which is ah, yeah, a huge, yeah. huge, huge, exciting thing for us. Japan's been a a real, I don't know, and in real 
I don't know, desirable location or it's really intrigued me for a long time and Sarah at the same time. It's a country that's always uh, really intrigued us. So we're really hugely looking forward to that. And the food is just something that massively intrigues me and, and I think works perfectly well with sort of where I've gone from barbecue as well. I mean, stuff like, for instance, ramen and things like that, where you can slow cook like a pork belly or a roll of pork belly up, slow cook it for hours, smoke it. Uh, and then slice it and have it on top of ramen. I mean, like, it's it's absolutely can go so well with, with a lot of food. I mean, stuff like your goatser and stuff like that. You could uh, pull beef, you can pull pork, stuff goatser and have the most amazing uh, pulled pork goatser in the world. Or it's, it's, it's a it's a cuisine that really intrigues me and also can work perfectly well with the sort of stuff you can pull off the barbecue and uh, really highlights those things as key ingredients. And imagine a, a bowl of a ramen, like uh, a few slices of like a really nicely cooked pork belly just really a, is the star of the show and, and it really sets out on it. So it's something I'm really interested in getting over there and, and doing a few things. We're actually going to book a few cooking classes over there whilst we're there. Oh, going to do one, yeah, going to do a sushi uh, masterclass, and we're going to do a uh, ramen masterclass whilst we're over there. So uh, hopefully, I'll be able to cook by the end of it because I can at the minute. <laughs> you, know, you are awful, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I did. I've already done my sushi masterclass. Not quite as glamorous. I did mine in Torquay, but <laughs> yeah. Well, again, like sushi, something that I mean, the standard of sushi over here is is fantastic. Uh, I guess the the richest seas in the world are uh, found around uh, Malaysia. I mean, the South China Sea is is the known as the richest sea in, in the world with minerals and with fish as well. We've got the, the best fish stocks in the world. So the standard of fish coming into KL is, is phenomenal. And the sushi speaks uh, volumes for that. The standard of sushi is just absolutely incredible. So, yeah, sushi is something that really interests me as well. So yeah. I, I would have loved to have done that course, but I wasn't invited. So. <laughs> Well, you get to do it in in the home of sushi anyway, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do, I do. So I'm looking forward to that and, and learning some bits about it. And uh, so, yeah, it, life is life is very good at the moment. Very interesting, full of yeah, full living, of uh, living the dream. Living the dream. <laughs> I am living the dream. I feel all these beach shots of you guys just lazing on the sand. It's clear blue sea, and you're like it's freezing here at the moment. So. <laughs> we're not jealous yeah, at all <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we earlier she said it was dark when she was going to work and it will be dark by the time she finishes so yeah, that's, that's something now. we're definitely not missing <laughs> I mean Malaysia happens to have the most uh, the most bank holidays in the world for any country so the public holidays the time off is just crazy and these bank holidays aren't just your one day bank holiday you have Wednesday Thursdays Fridays off sometimes it's it's crazy. So you end up with a whole week off just for their public holidays sometimes, which is which is brilliant. I mean, <laughs> you can't complain. No. But when are you when are you going to get to a, get a barbecue set up and stuff then in the school where you're at? So as soon as someone wants to send me one, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, definitely. Uh, get your mum to bring one out with you at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I wish you had space. I definitely yeah. do. It is something that I've I've. Since I moved over here, I've not really had a lot of time to be massively cooking. That's one thing I've really missed, but I have started cooking again. 
uh, started cooking a bit. We've got our kitchen sorted now and stuff like that. So like I said, I mean, food is so exciting here and so cheap here. It's since we've arrived, it's sort of been almost like stupid for us to cook and stupid for us to get our kitchen out and stuff. Uh, I guess just being a foodie and loving cooking has, has made me do it now. I did have missed it. And like, I know I've missed it cause I've been in restaurants and I've been trying to work out how I can cook this at home. I've been writing down recipes. I've been doing this and I've, I've been looking at ingredients. So I know that I've been dying to cook. So I started cooking again and uh, I've been looking out my balcony and I found myself going into places and looking at barbecues and stuff. And there's, there's definitely a, a good selection of barbecues over here. Uh, so I'm probably going to get something mm. soon. What sort of brands are over there? It's like, it's the, I'm guessing you've got like Weber over there or something. Yes, there's a uh, there's a Weber store here. Did I send you the? There's a shop called Barbecue King over here. I sent you a picture uh, yeah, in front of. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they sell like Webers and the, your Dan Cooks and your your Lambmans and, and stuff like brand, that. So they, <laughs> they sell a bit of everything, really, to be honest. So yeah. yeah. I think the amount of things that you've talked about um, in this, I think you should get a few photos together and we could put like a a blog post on the blog with this, on our like United Q site with this episode so that you can just show a few of the photos of the cool places that you've visited and stuff. It'd be nice for people to visualise what you've been talking about. Yeah, definitely. No worries at all. No worries at all. I'll get something sorted. Definitely. I mean, I'm super excited to be over here super stoked everything's everything's worked out absolutely perfectly and and just really really enjoying our time here taking every day as it comes and enjoying enjoying food so i know that we, we're maybe going off mark here is a barbecue podcast and a lot of the street food over here is barbecue and but i know a lot of our listeners aren't just general foodies as well so yeah. It's, it's also been good to just to talk in yeah. general about stuff. Yeah, no, it's been nice to catch up, mate. Um, well, we're uh, approaching our half hour mark already, so we better call it a day. And obviously, because of our clock changes and stuff recently, this has made it even more difficult for you. What what time is it at the moment? And uh, now it's one in the morning. Now, lovely. <laughs> right. Well, I'm just going to go and have my dinner because it's nearly five o'clock. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've just talked solidly, solidly for about half an hour. So sorry, guys. Uh, hope I didn't bore you to, to sleep. So I had loads of stuff to talk about. We'll have to save it for another day. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I'm I'm the best cook. So goodbye. <laughs> I think we've really missed out on that recently. I know. And you've got the control now. Yeah, because you always used to be able to click the stop button, but now it's it's over to me. <laughs> So, have you got anything you want to say? <laughs> anyway, I'm oh, the best cook. <laughs> oh, no, I need pressed it then and still lost myself. Anyway, I'm the best cook. Bye. You're listening to your United Q podcast. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. Barbecue Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship-winning rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. 
You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out kamadojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. Whether it's smoking wood chunks, dust, chips, or planks, you can find them at smokewoodshack.com. And you can find them on Twitter at smokewoodshack.com. 